I'm Josh. I'm Josh. And I'm not Josh, but together we are joshing around in air. air. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, listeners. Good to be um, back. Yeah, always good to be here. Um, we're going to start off with another listener question because we love them. Our emails are getting flooded with questions from um, Chat GTP, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, one day, one day, we will get some uh, some rewards. Okay, so this one is um, from your secret admirer. I don't know if that's like a collective secret admirer of all three of us, or if there is an individual. Um, I'll let us fight that out later. Mm. It reads this. Hey, Josh. The most recent episode was fascinating. I listened to it through in four, full four times. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I would too. If you had to negotiate a peace treaty between the spies and the Nords, what concessions do you think each side would demand? Oh, that's a great question. I, I'm actually going to uh, take a take a knee for this one because I don't play spies or Nords, and I think we've got two uh, two players right here who can do these uh, these negotiations. So, what concessions would the spies and Nords be willing or would need to take on in order to? Yeah, so I think there's been a conflict of some description, and you are now creating a peace treaty okay mm. between the two factions you've had enough the fighting's done enough is enough yeah. I don't think you've that. lost enough biomass Josh Would... has lost enough axes no never for the Nords the oh. Nords are bred to fight <laughs> this is the most anti-Nord thing I've ever heard you get this to deny our culture so Josh are you saying your concession would be that you keep fighting <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that at their heart, actually, the spires are a peace-loving people. <laughs> they would be very open to the idea of a peace treaty, okay, and would simply request in return biomass for biomass. Yeah, yeah, for the Nords people to, to you know just enter the okay. into the factory because, of course, spies haven't done enough to the Nords already, as they're just misunderstood. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The spies. <laughs> you, you know what? Spies just misunderstood. I think it's just cultural, isn't it? It's just, just cultural differences. <laughs> it's just the problem. It's like, hey, you like brewing mead. We like, you know, killing legions of civilians for our biomass, you know, potato and potato, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just... Like, don't judge me, man. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to do that. It's it's really show my limitations of the law as well. I, I have no clue the beef that spies and Nords have. <laughs> spies like experiment on Nords or something? No. So I was reading up on this actually. It's really interesting. Um, the spies basically, if you have a faction in air in conquest, there is like a ninety percent chance that the spies were involved in your origin story at some point. And so the story behind Nords is basically that um, at some point, the spies captured a bunch of Nord people 
Um, and they started doing experiments on them, trying to grow these like superhumans. And they have a name, can't remember what they're called, um, but it's all over the rules. You'll see them in special rules and stuff. And so if, essentially they were building up these people for um, to be used at some point um, in, a, in a battle. And I think the Nords, they were aware of this somehow and they um, ended up um, kind of almost like uh, having this like Valhalla thing, uh, sorry, this uh, Ragnarok thing, right? Which is, you know, standard amongst kind of Viking Nordic stuff. But it's got its unique flavor in that, that they think that this Ragnarok is coming and that's why these people were taken. That's why, you know, these warriors will return and come and fight their Ragnarok. And the really interesting thing for the Nords is that the Ragnarok just straight up never happened. And so they've been waiting this whole time for nothing. And so all these, you know, eventually the spies moved on. And I think somehow the superhuman Nord people were released back into the the population or whatever. And so all of the, like, kind of trolls, all of the, you know, the... Okay. Uga, all of them guys are basically <coughs> descendants of those um, of those uh, superhumans. So they're basically that's why they have like extra wounds and cleave, and they look bigger and all of that kind of stuff because mm. they have these genetics that the spies have been messed, messing about with. But they have no concept of this. They don't understand that the spies did this. They, the Nords, are just thought that their mythology was wrong or something. So it's really interesting. But, um, so basically, the Nords should be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> do, 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 do you think the Nords feel grateful, Josh? Um, I don't think they feel grateful. I, I think so that they should be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Say thank you. <laughs> I, I don't think the Nords feel much. <laughs> yep. They just feel a thirst for blood. Cold, yeah, that's what they that's feel. Fine, yeah. Cold, cold. They're hungry to fight mm. and with their stat line, eager to die. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean, Josh? You have really high defence. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for listening to questions. If you would like to send in a question, please do. Um, our email is... Joshing around in Aya at gmail.com. Okay, and Sam, you should be thanking me for not making you say that. Yeah, email no, that again. was a good little stare. And, you know, you were halfway through taking a drink when he actually <laughs> There was no attempt at all. Like, oh, Sam's turn. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so I thought it would be fun this, uh, this episode to talk about meme army lists, like kind of silly lists that may or may not be competitive, probably not. And they may also have elements that were like, oh, you know what? That thing worked. So I might take that and put that into my army. Mm-hmm. Um, but just lists that are fun. Like, you know, could I bring a list that is just Yotnars? <laughs> could I bring, you know, a stupid list where I have an infinite amount of chaff, like un- unupgraded force grown drones and just see what <laughs> happens, you know? So I've previously asked each of you to bring an army. Um, and talk about it. You don't have to go into the details of like stat lines, but they'll just be standard 2000 point armies that are tournament legal. Um, and yeah. So Josh, do you want to start us off? Yeah, go on. Um, 
I don't know why I did this because it's neither of the two armies I play, but my first thought was to make a hundred kingdoms army. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I called this one uh, Mawson Reed Crossbowman. And, uh... <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Um, mercenary. Yeah, because I, I always think there's a need for more mercenary crossbowmen. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so the list is it's real dumb. It's kind of like this like goblins theme where you have like basically a load of MSUs of mercenary crossbowmen that just get in the way, are annoying, and then um, just some a, a few big heavy units to run in afterwards and mop up. So I've got an Imperial officer with some Steel Legion because they seem to work so well for you, Josh. And then three <laughs> MSUs of Mercenary Crossbowmen. And then I've got a Chapter nice. Mage who can throw out some fire and three more MSUs of Mercenary Crossbowmen. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe then... you don't want to score any points on objectives. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because I thought it was really important to have some mediums, I've got a Priory Commander with Order of the Crimson Tower <laughs> and another Order of the Crimson Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are there any mediums in that list? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I love it. So, yeah, I just thought it'd be really funny. You're going to have, like, I don't know, it depends how well you roll on turn one with your reinforcement rolls, but you could have, like, four, five units of mercenary crossbowmen, like, vanguarding up the board. Oh. Turn two, just all vanguard. taking shots everywhere. I mean, and then, you know, once you've got, you know, all congested up trying to kill these little MSUs off, you've got these big heavy boys that are going to, like, walk up behind they're going to get guaranteed their char charges because you've got all these, like, you know, little road bumps in the way. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it will not win any tournaments, but I hope you'd have a good laugh while playing with it. I think that would outperform expectations because those mercenary crossbowmen, armor-piercing one, and especially so many of them, yeah, that is nowhere to hide. Just the weight of dice. You're going to get enough ones and twos. Armor and piercing is, that's one of the most important rules in the game because yeah. ranged attacks are just so difficult to deal with. You know, there's a lot of ways to cope with hand to hand combat. But and unless people have got loose formation. Oh, I hate loose formation. <laughs> I hate it because I don't have it. <laughs> I also had you in mind with this list, Josh, because I know you said you don't really like to think too much when you play the game. And the great thing about having six MSUs of Mercenary Crossbowman is it doesn't really matter what order you put your cards in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me think real, real good about which uh, unit's going to go first. <laughs> That's uh, amazing, Josh. But so, yeah. Have you basically just turned conquest into like a napoleonic <laughs> historical like, <laughs> gun line <laughs> sort of meta i don't know what would happen I, all i'm imagining as well is it there's the only chance it could be good is if you legitimately have that many mercenary crossbowmen you, you could quite easily wipe out a lot of the enemy's lights because you could take three or four volleys at one unit at the start. So, yeah, I don't know. I, after David Richardson came second this year with 
what was oh. really a meme list. Yeah. <laughs> it makes was... any meme list feel possible. Yeah. <laughs> so in to- how many medium and heavy units? Uh, no medium. Uh, three like heavy blocks and then six stands of mercenary crossbow. Yeah, so for scoring purposes, you've got three stands. Sorry, sorry, six units of mercenary crossbow and not yeah. six stands. Oh, yeah, sorry, six units. <laughs> yeah. So you've got, you've got three abilities to score points, basically, so... Yeah, 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 with, with big, expensive, heavy blocks that I don't want to just sit on objectives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that would be the undoing of it. Yeah. Sound like a fun list to play though. I think if you wanted to make it a bit more competitive, you could just sub a couple of mercenary crossbowmen out for men at arms because they're the same points cost, right? And then you've just got some some things that hold objectives. Mm. But I, I think, yeah, if I'm going for the pure memes, it's got to be as many mercenary crossbowmen as I can get. And you know what the issue would be for me in terms of having the models to run them for that list? As a hundred, as any hundred kingdoms uh, player will appreciate, having six MSUs of, you know, mercenary crossbow, it's actually quite achievable <laughs> with the amount of starter boxes going around. The problem would be the fact that you've got two blocks of Crimson Tower, and I've only got one box of them. <laughs> They're not even MSUs either. I think oh, I run about nine stands. Oh my nice. goodness, man! <laughs> Josh, that's a fantastic list. Yep. Sam, what about yourself? What have you brought to the table? Okay. I don't have quite as uh, creative a name for my list as you do, but mine is just called Pigeons and Spiders because I figured uh, the the thing that is most fun about the spires is being able to move fast. Mm. So I thought, how how heavy could I fill a list of just Strix and Abominations. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the answer I is the answer is slightly disappointing actually. And I, I actually I remade this list and maybe I've made a bit of an error in here, but I, I've I've got a warband led by a Pharamancer who's got two sets of Strix and an Abomination. But because he can't go into the Strix, he then needs to go into a set of brute drones. Right, so that then takes up his warband. So that's the maximum I can get in one warband. Yeah. So I've then got a Biomancer who's then bringing two Abominations with two sets of Force-Grown Drones because, of course, you'd have the Pharamancer as the Warlord. And what that leaves us with is then an extra 300 or so points to then stick a High Clone Executor in with some Marksman clones. And then another little set of force ground drones for him to actually sit in. So I actually think this is not a bad list. No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you've got pheromancies and biomancies all at play there, and yeah. oh, there's only two sets of Strix, isn't there? But three abominations. That is quite a lot of maneuverability. Mm. Sticks and marksman clones in there, brute drones and the high clan executors to score. I'm going to run that one next time that we play. Mate, I cannot look. Uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm just thinking, next game we play, should we run these? And then we can talk about how they performed on the next podcast. I think that might be a good idea. Well, do you know what? 
the Strix would not like mercenary crossbowmen one bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'll be a high for this school again. <laughs> but I'd yeah, be excited. They're evasion too, right? They, they are so they evasion So they don't care too. about that AP, bro. But the, all the, the real value that they bring is lethal demise. Yes. So please yep. get me into contact with you so that you can kill me and then I can kill you yeah. and then I can regenerate. That's their, that's how they add their value. I mean, I know Josh is already thinking that whatever MSU of mercenary crossbowmen your strict end up in, he would just not attack with them. <laughs> so they don't take any wounds. Just let the rest of them shoot at them. When you've got six regiments, <laughs> quite a lot of options, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. That'd be great. I do hate abominations. I think from oh. the first time we played, I remember like Abomination was the only unit which you didn't bother getting your tape measure out for when you were going to place it. Oh, yeah. You're just you like, <laughs> I can drop this where I want. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah anywhere yeah. in my own half. <laughs> I just, I'll stick it there. I mean, it's a heavy monster that moves 10 inches. That's not two marches. That's 10 inches per march. The, the best crazy. thing to do with it, and it is so satisfying, is that when there is a nine inch objective zone in the middle of the table yeah that's just big enough for the abomination to make it half an inch inside mm. and so when you're sitting across the table from somebody who's lined everything up and it's coming to the end of the turn and they're sitting on the objective and are thinking right I'm, at the end of this turn i'm going to be scoring two points you're going to be scoring three doing all this maths <laughs> then the abomination comes on and just sits on it I think sorry you're not scoring those points. <laughs> oh. Neither am I, but I'm going to oh. take them away from you. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is the gift the Abomination brings. Mate, we love the Abomination. I hear they're getting a new model. Yes, um, and in classic Parabellum fashion, they've thought, looking at this monster of the Abomination, it sits far too neatly within its... We need more stuff hanging out. The, the end thing of it. that is yeah, missing yeah. is some kind of mandible that reaches out, uh, you know, to, to knock some Tyrannosaurus Rex over or something. And so, yes, yeah, looking forward to seeing that in action. Mm. I find I can never judge a model until I see a paint job on it because I looked at it and it was just like a red, like you know, AutoCAD render or something. I know it's not AutoCAD, but like it was red. And I was just like, what is like, this is looks weird. But like, I think once it's painted, I'm, I'll be like, yeah, I think I love that. I think, you know, there's an interesting experience I have with Conquest minis because when I look at other games, like I look at Age of Sigmar, mm. the pictures that are on the website are so incredible. Mm. That I look at their minis and it's like, as soon as I order something, I know it's never going to look that good. <laughs> so I need to sort of temper my expectations, you know, by a solid 20%. Like oh, when it's all wow. nicely painted, it's going to be nice, but it's never going to quite be that. And I think with Parabellum stuff, it's the opposite. I see mm. it on the website and think, oh, that looks all right. And then I get it in the flesh and think, mm. oh, wow, look at all this stuff it's got going on. Right. You know, I've never yeah, really yeah, noticed. Yeah. So Incarnate Sentinels, that was the most extreme for me. Where I saw it on the website and thought, I mean, I like the stat line, but the models themselves, mm. uh, I don't really get them. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't even noticed that they had a head. I thought that <laughs> that skull in the middle of the chest, I thought that they were like these sort of hunchback yeah. creatures. I thought, oh, that doesn't quite fit in with the way that I imagine the army looking. And then when I got mm. them, I thought, oh, look at all this stuff. 
Yes. It's got the little bones poking out from the corners and you can see what it's got, you know, going on inside mm. it. Yeah, it looks great. And I've seen that with a couple of models as well. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see the abomination in flesh. It must be incredible. See, when I when I saw my Ashen Dawn for the first time, <laughs> all I felt was dread at the <laughs> amount of flipping trinkets and fabrics and things that I would have to paint and inevitably highlight. <laughs> and also think about how to put a new colour into my paint scheme. And I'm just like, I can't enjoy this, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you can. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Go on then and I'll I'll share my list. Uh my list is I was gonna go and show another one, but I think actually I quite like this one. It's called Hedgehogs. Mm. Um, and that's because, as you can probably tell, there's a lot of spearmen. And so the, <laughs> the the thought behind this was, I want to get as much value out of the Relentless Drill Army rule. So as, as, mm. it's 100 Kingdoms, Kingdoms, for context, you always have this thing called Dynastic Alliances, which lets you have two Warlords. Um, and then you can then choose an army rule that is either Veterans which lets you upgrade units. You spend more money on them, but you can give them plus one clash or plus one volley, or you can give them relentless drill. Now this is just an auto thing that gives every infantry unit in the, in your army support plus one. Hmm. So if you are support one, you are now support two, uh, which is the case for most things. But if you're support two, you're now support three. Right? That is horrible. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, how many stands of household cards can I put together <laughs> to make it worth it? So I've got a Imperial officer, obviously giving his lovely, lovely Vanguard. He's actually sitting in a block of Gilded Legion. Sam, I played this mm. uh, one against you the other the other day, actually. Um, and so he's got his standard stuff. Um the yes, an eight block of Gilded Legion. So they are, you know, the standard cleave one and all of that. They've got a nice little thing as well called Pike Formation, which means if you try and do impact hits into them, you take away like three of them. So it's like minus three impact. <laughs> so it's just like, oh yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> then a noble lord, and he's with his boys. He's with the house, uh, the noble lord on foot. This is he's with his boys, the household guard. Um, so that's nine stands of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do the math now, but because my mental math is not great, but like, yeah, I remember being like, I don't know if I have enough dice <laughs> to roll for this attack. <laughs> it was great. And then an MSU of men at arms. I think the scoring MSU of men at arms for 105 points is Basically, the only tactical decision I ever make in my games. <laughs> so it's like, right, these guys are literally here to sit on an objective. I don't care if they die. I don't care if they get into combat. As long as they sit and score a few points on the objective, that's fine by me. Uh, I brought some longbowmen as well, who I have a very much love-hate relationship with. I think they're great when they work. They suck when they don't. <laughs> Which I feel you can say about most, most units. But um, yeah. And then I've got a fierce priest. Finally, he's throwing out his holy fire, throwing out blessed. And he's with another nine block of militia. <laughs> so, 
The unifying thing about those big bricks is that Militia, House of God, and Gilded Legion are already support two. So they give extra attacks from the back. Now I've made them support three. So I think I've got, you know, a good like 20 or so stands worth of like extra attacks in there. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. This is good. So yeah, that's uh, that's my list. I think um yeah, we had a good game. Although I actually Sam, I actually uh, oh, realised yeah, after the match. cheating the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, I just misread. <laughs> I um, Yes, I did give them an extra, was it an extra defence or an extra resolve? I think it was I an extra defence. Defense, yeah. Yeah. So you, you definitely should have killed them a bit quicker than you did. So my bad. It was horrible to face against. Support three is just mm. horrible. Yeah. When you see a block of men at arms or like any any infantry, yeah, that there's this instinctive kind of oh, that front line's going to hit me hard, and there's going to be a whole bunch from behind. But mm. I'm not factoring that too much in. You know, if I take some stands out, it's still going to be about the same number. Yeah, and when you're there, going. 27, 28, 29, <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> not used to that. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a fun list. I think I might try and run that again. But um, yeah, you just end up spending so many points on Spearman. And also, again, I just don't have the models for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And certainly don't have the painting uh, patience <laughs> to paint up another three stands of household guard. Oh dear. And so there's no cavalry in that list. No cavalry. No cavalry. Because I suppose the the ultimate meme Hundred Kingdoms list is actually quite an effective one to have oh, a full cavalry. It's it's list. probably the second most effective cavalry, uh, effective list you can get for Hundred Kingdoms. Mm. I think combined arms tops it slightly because you have a bit more kind of cheaper scoring options with the with the men at arms. Mm. But Honestly, like, so shout out to Bonk Table. I really like Bonk Table. He does, he does some, they do some good stuff there. He has this army list, which I've used many times called Horse Lord. And it's all cavalry, right? It's, I think it's like two Mount of Squires, two Order of the Crimson Tower, two Ash and Dawn, and then two blocks of, um, maybe one block of Household Knights and then an MSU of Household Knights. Anyway, loads and loads of horses but like he's just winning every game he plays and like he is a very good player but like mate honestly it's great because they just the impacts and the maneuverability you get out of them is is great and while i was part of that you know oh i'm sad i don't have my toys anymore <laughs> 2.0 update where they they heavily nerfed the household knights Mm. Um, I think it was it was a needed change, for sure because it because literally there was I think there were two other um, there were two other hundred kingdoms players at the first LGT we went to mm. two years ago, and we all were bringing blocks of household knights. We, we our list was based around two blocks of six or seven household knights, and then a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> it was just like. Yeah, there was really no extra flavour to your list. Like, you just weren't winning games unless you brought these blocks of household knights. Mm. But the fact that I can make a fully cavalry army and it'd be kind of still pretty competitive mm. is like, I think, yeah, my saltiness is gone. And now I'm like, actually, you know, I still can play with my toys, even though they're not as good as they used to be. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, you've got some good options in there. I mean, that that little set of three Man at Arms stands, 105 points. 105 points. Uh, that it's just amazing. feels like such good value. Yeah. Mm. If you're really able is. to protect them and all they can just do is go and sit on an objective zone somewhere, that's a very frustrating thing to mm. play against, is just to see this... Y- this worthless thing oh, that is changing the game. Dirt cheap, yeah. Mm. And they, for 105 points, they are annoyingly hard to kill with anything that's mm. not got a good amount of cleave. Because, like, their defence too with a shield, so that's they're saving half their defence rolls. Yeah. And they are the same cost as, like, chaff units in other armies that have, you know, defence two, evasion one, or something like that, right? And it's just like, Actually, if we're talking bang for buck, I feel like they are a great deal. And that's why I love the Mercenary Crossbowmen as well. Yeah. So, again, 105 points, armor-piercing one, volley two. And ever since 2.0, they became even more, like, even more, almost like you never take an army without them. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, yeah, that upgrade to, um, to Barrage, going from Barrage two all the time to Barrage three all the time, was like a big buff for these guys. Now mm. I'm like actually kind of relying on these guys to do some decent blink damage. And they 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 pretty much always deliver, which mm. is great. And last game we played, I remember your mercenary crossman stayed around till I don't think I killed him till like turn nine or something. Cause it was like I yeah. think you no, had- the the last game we played, they were the only ones left on the table. Oh, maybe that was it. It they was like them versus the Fallen Divinity. Yeah, 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 they were just taking pop shots at your Fallen <laughs> Divinity as you were like running it onto an objective. <laughs> but I remember it was like, it was so annoying. So I was like, I never wanted to like, there was always another unit next to them. that I was like, mm. I'm not going to go for the Muslim Crossman over yeah. your block of Steel Legion or something else. Exactly. But then it meant every turn they just got another mm. shot in, another shot in. And the, the, you know, damage over the game was just, you got so much value from 105 points. Yeah. You did was, so much damage. It was so annoying. So yeah, they're definitely, yeah, like a lovely little addition to the army. 100%. You only want to take care of them. Nice block of streaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, I think we're about ready to wrap up. The only thing I wanted to talk about just before we go Sam, I love your force grown drone grenades. Can you talk about them for five minutes, please? Yeah, that was my alternative silly list, is mm. that it's quite fun to just have a little MSU of force grown drones with a catabolic node oh. in there. Because they're really cheap. I think it's 20 points for a catabolic node mm. and then 90 points for the MSU. Yeah. So that's 110 points. Mm. So you can get three, four regiments that's just that. And that's just how you start the game. Just yeah. start a whole bunch of fourth ground drones just wandering mindlessly forwards exactly as they ought to. And probably one of those is going to get picked off by some mercenary cross- crossbowmen and die. That's a shame. And then the other three are going to clash into some stuff. Yep. AKA my steel legion. <laughs> right. And when they clash, they're going to kill themselves. You're going to lose a stand, almost guaranteed. Yep. And also they're going to do a whole bunch of hits in the side of whatever oh, they... It's in the side as well. Again. Yeah, which yeah. is no use against your old Dominion, so, you know, you can go where it don't work so well. Ah, they've got them. shield, though, so you, you miss out on that. You, you do more damage there. Yeah, yeah, so if you can do that, it does does uh, cut through. So, yeah, they are 
it, the, the catabolic node itself is a little bit of a point strain at times because mm. every time that I roll two dice with them, I roll a one and a six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure, and, sure. Uh, you know, do myself six points of damage and mm. the other person seven and the other person is guaranteed to have a better defense than I am because <laughs> yeah. it's force grunt drones. So yeah, if you roll super well with that, then mm. it can be so satisfying mm. to spend 110 points on a unit that then does more damage than anything else that you've got in the unit, <laughs> in the little army list. Um, but yeah, they're a lot of fun to play with. So yeah. I recommend experimenting with that if you're a Spires player. It's when you roll those double sixes, I'm just like, oh, 12 hits to my side. Yeah, it's and awful. And you, you're like, I'll take six hits. Oh, I don't care. It's it's part of the I fun. I don't care. You've got to, if you're going to play Force Grown Drones, mm. you've got to treat them. And this is, you know, I was saying before, you know, you've got to step into the, the heart of the army general who <laughs> yes. looks at the Force Grown Drones. They are not people. They're yes. not even things. Mm. They're just, they're, they're only there. It's just mass. It's no different from a rock. <laughs> they but, are here to die. <laughs> but this one, I can chuck some pheromones out and they happen to move. That's the only difference <laughs> yeah, between yeah, yeah, it and yeah, the yeah, scenery yeah. around. Yeah. And this one, so to destroy it is mm. actually to get it out of the way because I've got some bigger stuff coming in behind. Yes. But to do a whole bunch of damage in your side and yeah, if I can get double six on that roll or, you know, a nice five and a six, ah, there's uh, it's not much that's better about being a Spires player. I feel like those false grown drones could do with a bit of with a bit of positive affirmation, you know. Because I feel like all of this, uh, you know, oh, you're here to die, worthless minions, you know. <laughs> and here they are blowing up your units, you know, blowing up my steel legion, and they're getting the job done, you know. Yeah, I feel like they get far too much love. Actually, oh, what okay, they need okay. is just taking down a peg or two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we all think so highly of Force Grand Yeah, when the Marksman clones come on, I make a point of stopping and applauding the actual clones rather than <laughs> <laughs> this mindless flesh that I've just got wandering up the the field before me. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll stop it there. But gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, and thank you for listening. This has been Joshing Around in Air. Uh, we have an email address. Who would like to read out this stuff? You know, what? I'm going to read it out. All right. And by read okay. it out, I mean recall it from memory, which is <laughs> joshingaroundinair at gmail.com. So please send in your questions. We love to hear them. Um, they can be about conquest. They can be about what's our favourite type of biscuit. You know, whatever you want, we'll answer it. Mm. Um, our answers we, will be just as uneducated, whatever the subject <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. yes. And with that, we will say goodbye. See you. Thank you. Thank you.